We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Kyle Porter. We're less than 48 hours, or about 48 hours away from Oklahoma State season opener at Oregon State. Kyle, you fired up? I'm ready. I got my coffee. Uh, baby's keeping me up. I'm ready to go. Hob- Hoboken is going to be just just brewing all night, and uh, I'm going to be just... <laughs> I. The older we get, the more these like the less appealing these late night games sound. When you're when you're like when you're like twenty, you're like, oh yes, this will be this will be awesome. And now it's like, oh man, I this is not awesome. But I'm excited for it. It'll be good. Between dad duty and the late night game, I can just see like a Hoboken like eighteen wheeler pulling up to your house. <laughs> And just like several workers with like crates, like wheeling it out to the shed in your backyard. That's kind of what I'm envisioning. But yeah, I mean, the, the late the late starts are less, way less appealing. I remember being a student at Oklahoma State. Remember the, the game in Austin where Oklahoma State was up like 35 to 7? Oh, yeah. We, we were just loving it. We were like pre-gaming. We had like a date party that night. And like the game was over in the second half but it was like nine ten o'clock and we hadn't even like thought about going out yet like that's yeah. the difference or is yeah. now i'm like thinking about going to bed so <laughs> did you uh did you <laughs> watch did you watch florida and miami last week i did not i was off so i i ignored what looked like a just a slog of a game yeah it wasn't good i i told uh i told my wife i was like yeah I, I kind of want to watch this game, like you know, no college football in a long time. So we we sat down with our with our daughter and just kind of watched it. And I was like, what What am I? What is, is this college football? I thought college football was starting tonight, and uh, it was not good. But you know, there's some there's some fun ones this week. Your Knowles have uh, who do they have? Boise, Boise State. If they the hurricane Boise. stays away. Uh, we got Clemson, Georgia Tech on Thursday night. Uh, there, there's a bunch going on. Who, who else is? I, I haven't even looked at the full schedule. Who else is this weekend? Is LSU Texas this weekend? Um, no, I don't think so. I think they're they're week two. I mean, o- Oklahoma hosts Houston. Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars on Sunday, mm, Sunday night. That's that's tasty. Shameless plug. That's on uh, KOCO in Oklahoma City on ABC. We're doing an hour long pregame show. Should be a lot of fun. So tune in. Oh, uh, the other Shameless big one plug. is, uh, yeah, you you should always be plugging that. Um, the other big one is Oregon Auburn is on mm-hmm. Saturday night. That's the marquee game of the of the weekend. Yeah, Oregon's eleven, Auburn's sixteen, uh, and who knows? You know, it's always it always feels like we know, and then you get into it, and you're like, wow, that team was ranked uh, in the you know before the season started. So, um, yeah, Oklahoma State, Oregon State. I, I mean. It, Oklahoma State, we were talking to uh, Marshall Scott, who's been covering stuff for us in Stillwater uh, for the last uh, over a year now. He's been doing an awesome job. And he he said he was watching Oregon State, Oregon from last year. And he was like, this is like the worst team I've ever seen. Like, this is so bad. And uh, I mean, Oklahoma State should just they should just throttle them. But who knows? Oregon State has won two games in the last three years, or three games in the last two years. That's what the stat is. They've won three games in two years, which means they're one of the worst Power Five programs in the country. So I think Oklahoma State should run away with this one, but we can yeah. we can talk more about that. But who do, who do, let's let's get to the quarterbacks, Kyle. I know we're, we've 
we've beaten this horse to a pulp, but um, <laughs> it's time to make a prediction on what, on how they handle the quarterback situation. Mike Gundy was quoted at his his press conference as saying, you know, look, I don't want to go into it, but Sean Gleason and I have a specific plan, a plan we think that'll work. What what plan do you think that is? Well, first of all, uh, Oregon State opened with a different OSU last year, the Big Ten OSU, the OSU, and uh, they got beat 77-31. to 31, So... <laughs> Uh, don't open with OSU if you're Oregon State. Uh, he, so I made some. I made my predictions today. There's a post coming out later on on the site, and we all made predictions. And I I think that. So I was talking to somebody earlier this week, and they and they kind of they didn't insinuate. They basically said like Drew Brown's taking QB one snaps, and Spencer Sanders is is doing the JW Walsh stuff. And so I think, I think our thinking about this all along has been like, oh, they're going to split. They're going to like f- try to figure it out during the non-conference. I think there's a, I think there's a world in which the, like it's Browns to lose. Like, I, I think he's going to start. I wow. think, I think most people think that. And I, I just think that gun, I think Gundy loves him just from the people I've talked to. And again, this is, this is stuff that it's like, First of all, it's 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 a little hearsay, you know. It's it's source, but it's not like oh, this is rock solid. So I don't I don't want people saying that. But also, this stuff changes, you know. Like what's Gundy always saying? Like college kids change, you know. The, the, his that his whole deal with that. So I think that I think Drew Brown's going to start and play more than Spencer Sanders. Not only not only in the first game, but throughout the throughout the season. Wow. I did not expect you to say that. I am, um, I am surprised. Uh, that to me, and look, I anytime Drew Brown's going to come up, and if, if we're talking about Drew Brown's the full time quarterback, and that and that Gundy loves him, where the hell was that last year when they were getting shut out at home against a, a, a pedestrian Texas Tech team? Like that, well, it, that just that just blows me away. Yeah, and and did you hear what he said about he compared them to to uh, Chelf and Walsh from. Uh, I get, I guess thirteen, or tw- yeah. 12, 13, yeah, thirteen, I guess. And he he was talking about how they're both farther along than those two guys were that year. And so you're like, well, they, I mean, Chelf was pretty good that year. Like he he wasn't, I don't know, he he wasn't uh like Whedon or Mason Rudolph, but he was good. And if they're both farther along than that, I I don't know. Like I, I I'm not. I here's this will for you even more. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like if they play drew Brown and he's great, then so be it. Like I, I, I have, what? Yeah. Dude, I have on this very podcast, like two weeks ago, you were demanding that, that they just name Spencer Sanders, the quarterback and be no, done with it. I'm, I'm demanding that you like make a decision and use good logic to get there. And if the decision is like, look, we think drew Brown's like 10% better than Spencer Sanders. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I can at least get on board with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't get to watch practice. I just, I have a very hard time believing that Drew Brown has been better than Spencer Sanders. I just, really, I, I have a hard time believing that. I really Why? do. Just from talking to people, from talking to people, and just Drew Brown didn't take a snap last year. Was Taylor Cornelius <laughs> I just, know. I know, just was he an honorary member of the Gundy family? I mean, what? Why in the world? Did, uh, it, the offense was great against the good teams, but there were periods of time where any logical coach 
when you're getting shut out at home and are punting and the entire stadium's booing, that you at least if you if you lo- if you think Drew's, Drew Drew Brown's this good of a quarterback that you can be your full time starter over Spencer Sanders, that just well, the, that just blows me away. That, here's the that that's here's the what thing we're though dealing with here. Yeah, I look, I'm I'm on board, but the thing about it is Gundy. I was thinking about this. Like he doesn't he do, he, he doesn't make these like wide sweeping changes during the year very often, right? Like you you have to go back to I think um, Dax in fourteen. To where it was like a not like a non-injury situation, although that was an injury. Like, when, when's the last time he just said like, "Look, you're out. The other guy's in." He, he just uh, he, Zach Robinson and Bobby Reed. He he's always been weird with quarterbacks. Kyle, remember when Bobby Reed was the quarterback? Remember the quote? You and I were in college then. He said, "I saw." He gave like a very vague, veiled quote saying he saw something in practice that week, and and that's when they started. Zach Robinson and the Troy game that, that that's he made a switch right and like, it was like the second or third game of the year I think Gundy gets a little trigger happy too I mean you keep going back to 13 I mean Clint Shelf started that game played two series got benched so I guess that, I guess that's the last time that he did it yeah like and in, that's a, the last in time a non-injury name, situation and it's the last time he didn't name a starter going into the season and then if you'll remember Walsh took over but then he had that game at home against TCU where he threw a couple picks they put in shelf and, yeah. and they just they just took off and should have won the Big Twelve that year, if um, you know Gilbert hangs on to the interception. But I don't know. I mean, and again, I say all this on Drew Brown as the guy who was trumpeting for him to play last year. I was like beating the play Drew Brown drum last year. So I don't <laughs> I don't want it to sound like I think the guy can't play. Yeah. I was just like, well, how can you not exhaust all avenues when you can't get a first down? That was my deal. So. Am I cool with Drew Brown starting? Sure. I, I, that's my prediction is I think Drew Brown will start, but I think they're going to rotate. I think if they get out to a two-touchdown lead, I think th- then they'll bring in Spencer Sanders. That's kind of what I think is going to happen. And I don't know if they're going to – I don't think they're going to rotate every series or necessarily per quarter. I just kind of – I think Gundy's going to kind of go with the flow of the game and, and go from there. But I think Drew Brown starts. Yeah, there's just something weird about the about the Sanders stuff. And I, I look. I'm probably completely wrong. I am. I am just. This is all conjecture. Like I'm. I'm. This is just my opinion. Like, sort of based on what I've heard, but just a lot of it, honestly, is just based on like Gundy's history and the way that I've seen him handle quarterbacks. I just. I. I feel like if 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 he if Sanders was gonna do it, he would have done it. And I just think that I think. Brown's going to be the first guy out there. And I think Gundy just doesn't, and I get it. It's different. It's different than like Cornelius being your only quarterback. Like I do think that they're both going to play. I I think everybody, I mean, that's like a lock. Um, But that's my deal. Cornelius wasn't the only quarterback last year. He wasn't, but but he was in Gundy's head is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. And so maybe Gundy wanted him for this year. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. So I, I just, I don't. There's something weird about the Sanders stuff that I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think Brown is going to be the guy this year. Gundy might just love guy, like quarterbacks with a lot of tattoos too. Name one. Dax. He didn't love Dax. Well, he played him a lot. Because he had to. J.W. Walsh got hurt that year, didn't he? Yeah, but he had Rudolph. He had a he had an NFL quarterback on the bench. Well, he, he didn't play Drew Brown last year. Apparently, he's the heir apparent. Remember when uh, 
No, I shouldn't say that. That's not very nice. Well, do you uh, just let's, let's, can I just can I just dunk on some people real quick? Yeah. Remember last I, year? Can I, yeah, just here's your alley oop. Go ahead. Remember last year, the Texas Tech game? I'm just like, why is Taylor Cornelius the quarterback? Why would they not put in Drew? I got destroyed on in my mentions from OSU fan. Oh, Taylor Cornelius is unbelievable. You're just a hater. You don't know anything about Drew Brown. You think Drew Brown's Johnny Manziel? I was like, <laughs> no. I'm just saying. As a football coach, when you can't get a first down, play Drew Brown. You're clearly not going to play Spencer Sanders. And now, Drew Brown might be starting over Spencer Sanders. That just blows my mind that they didn't give him a shot last year in those games. That they Kyle, they won six regular season games last year. How many of those could they have flipped with just Drew Brown coming in and make something happen? Just well, yeah, providing it, any spark whatsoever in some of those games. It, yeah, the, and the weird part about this is that we're talking. It's almost like we talk about them as if they're both freshmen or, or redshirt freshmen, second year guys. <laughs> Drew Brown's like twenty three years old. <laughs> like it's not yep. like like to your point. Like is he like a lot better this year than he was last year? I mean, I maybe I guess I, I, I guess he could be, but I just feel like you are who you are, and uh, I don't know. I I I, I think that. There, I mean, I wrote this, and this was like one of the, you know, pieces on our site that people were just freaking out about. But at some point, Spencer Sanders passes Drew Brown. Now that might be when Drew Brown graduates, like when, he, when he's gone from Stillwater. And at this point, I'm kind of predicting that it will be. But I think Brown just is who he is, and you know, at, at some point, Sanders will catch him. I just, I don't trust that it will be anytime soon. Well, the good news is they play Oregon State. They should win by whatever score they want. I mean, Oregon State Oregon State does have a really good running back, and they have a decent offense. So we're going to see if this OSU defense has a pulse, at least, against Oregon State. But the good news is, Kyle, they have three games to figure it out at quarterback. That's why, like, as annoying as it is to me that they didn't play Drew Brown last year in four games when you had a redshirt rule just designed for that, um, it, it's, I'm not going to lose much sleep over it because it really doesn't matter until you get to Texas. And I think Spencer Sanders, Sanders will have ample time to, to prove to Mike Gundy he can do it when the lights are on. And I think that's probably the one thing that, that gives Gundy some pause is he's a redshirt freshman. And Drew Brown's played in 20-something games as a, as a, at the D1 level. So, so do I'm you not going to lose much sleep over it. Do you think that if you had to predict right now, who, who takes more – uh, let's let's yeah, let's say it like that. Who takes more snaps at quarterback this season? And again, I, I say this as I, I liked what I saw on Drew Brown on film. I said the day he got hit to Stillwater, he was kind of Baker Mayfield light, maybe mm. mega mega ultra light. Even where <laughs> he, he even wears the same number, but what he is is a guy that his teammates clearly loved at Hawaii. Clearly, it's the same thing in Stillwater. He just kind of makes things happen now. You look at his stats. He's not. He's not. He doesn't have like a five to one touchdown ratio like Baker had, but I do think he can be a he can be a legit quarterback at this level. But I'm saying Spencer Sanders. I just I I would be stunned if he's not the quarterback by the end of the year. Not necessarily Drew Brown messing it up. I just think at a certain point he's just the more talented quarterback, and they're going to get in some spots where I think he's going to have to play. I mean. Drew Brown could start against Texas and they go, they go three and out four straight drives. Then what do you do? That, that's, I think at some point they're going to stall out and Spencer Sanders got to play. And, and that's, that's not even to say if he just wins the job in these next three games. Yeah, that's, it's a good point. And, and 
yeah, it's it's so fascinating. We're going to be talking about this all year. Um, uh, one last Drew Brown thing. I talked to somebody who has had seen him and and basically said what you said of like these like the guys like that he's around like pretty clearly love him like they're like in and not, and let's not say they don't love Sanders but uh, I thought that was that was kind of an interesting note. Um, well, one and one more thing I mentioned this on the pod. Month, like maybe last year I talked to somebody that, that knows him and he was pretty upset with how things were handled last year with Taylor Cornelius and not getting a chance. He literally transferred to play and they registered him. And I don't think that was the way it was described to him when he decided to transfer. Clearly it wasn't. You think he wanted to transfer to OSU to ride the bench last year behind a former walk-on? I doubt it. So maybe Gundy feels Guilty is not the right word, but feels indebted to him for transferring and wants to give him a shot. Just, you know, Gundy's big on that, isn't he? He's big on giving guys shots who have paid their dues, like Taylor Cornelius. And maybe that has a lot to do with it, too. And I, Obviously, Gundy wants to win football games. I'm not saying he's just going to play Drew Brown because he feels bad about what happened last year. I'm just saying that that might go into it somewhat. That's, uh, feeling bad about QB transfer seems like a, uh, a, a solid way to... Run well, feeling 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 bad's not the way to put it either. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Gundy, I know. Gundy, ta- I know. Gundy talks about it all the time about guys who have, you know, who love football and have have been there a long time and been in the program and all that stuff. I think he's big on that, and I don't think that's wrong. I think he's he he like he has loyalty to his players. I think that's why he gave Taylor Cornelius his shot. The guy worked his tail off, and Taylor Cornelius has great moments. I don't mean to beat down Taylor Cornelius like we did last year, but. Just saying, it's still stunning to me Drew Brown didn't play, but we can move on. Okay, that's Carson. Last time we'll ever talk about Drew Brown against Spencer Sanders in the in like before a, a game has been played, ever. Won't happen again. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it won't. I, I I just mean in the like before we see them in a game. Like every time we talk well, about it. Well, what if what if Drew Brown blows out his ACL and gets a medical redshirt? <laughs> Jason just, White, like a six-year redshirt senior. Just kill me. I do not <laughs> want that to happen. Uh, okay, let's move on. So I, I made a list. It's going to come out. I think it's coming out on Thursday. I made a list of the ten of the. Uh, well, I made the twenty most important people, but you and I are just doing ten. So this is the ten most important people to the 2019 OSU season. This can be players, coaches. I got a few surprises in there, um, but it can be just whoever you want. Mostly players is kind of what I did. And I presume what you did as well. Um, but how do you want to do this? You want to start it at 10 and just work, work down from there. Yeah, I'll do 10 and then you can comment and you do your 10. Okay. Like your number 10 and then we can go nine, eight and on yep. down. Let's do it. Uh, number 10, I got Marcus keys. Um, I okay. think Offensive line to me is huge with with the young quarterback. He's proven to be a really good player. He's a redshirt senior, and at the times he's been hurt, that offensive line has has not performed as well. So I'm I'm going I'm going with Marcus Keys. I like that. Uh, I had L. D. Brown. I I think that we're, we're sort of. I mean, Oklahoma State wants to run the ball. Gundy has always wanted to run the ball. She was not going to play every snap, and you know, last year they had such a. Uh, safety net with Chuba and JD King as your as your backup running backs and this year it's like what do you you know what's LD like like in a real game and not against southeast Missouri western state or whatever um so I think that's going to be interesting I'll go number nine I've got Matt Amendola I think I think this I think this is a 
team that they're going to play close games. I mean, they always do. And uh, I think he, I think he's going to have an opportunity to win a couple of them late. And uh, I think he, I think he will. I think, I think Oklahoma State's going to be pretty good this year. And I think he's going to be part of the reason that they uh, get some wins that maybe they wouldn't have in the past. Spoiler alert. I have him much higher on my list. Okay. <laughs> uh, number nine for me, I've got uh, Brendan Evers at defensive tackle. I think d- defensive line to me is such an unknown, and he, he appears to me to be the best of the bunch at defensive tackle. Uh, if he gets hurt, I mean, it's it's, it's it wouldn't be good. So they need a big year out of him at defensive tackle. I'm going with him at number nine. I like that. Uh, what about eight? Eight, I'm sticking with defensive line. Um, you know, when we put together most important, I think I tend to lean more towards some of the position groups that are unknowns or maybe viewed as not as strong, and I'm going with Brock Martin. Um, I think this guy has all Big 12 potential, and I think he's going to show that this year. I think he's he's due for a, a huge year on the, on the defensive line. Yeah, defensive line is going to be super interesting just from a perform- – like, who, who are the guys that stick out? Because right now we – I mean, going into last year, you sort of knew what you were getting, like between all these different guys, Brailford and, you know, uh, I can't even think of anybody else that was on the played defensive line last year, but you knew what you were getting from these, these known quantities. And this year you, you don't, um, I've got Dylan Stoner at eight. I think that, I mean, Tylen Wallace is obviously going to be the focal point in the passing game. I think Stoner has, an opportunity to have a huge year. And then I've got uh, I've got another Dylan, Dylan Galloway, at seven. Starting a left tackle for uh, whoever ends up at quarterback. And I just, you know, I wrote about this on Wednesday, I, I, or on uh, Tuesday. I think I think Oklahoma State's offensive line is underrated. And I think they have a chance to be to be pretty good. <laughs> and the bar the bar's kind of low. They, they allowed 34 sacks last year. Not good. I don't know how Cornelius played the entire year uh, at quarterback, but uh, yeah, I've got Dylan Galloway at number seven. I like that. You know, we haven't talked at all about left tackle and the fact that he hasn't really played, has he? Did he play last year? I think he played a little, but I don't, I don't not extensively. I think that was the Arlington Hambright position. I, I'd That's have right. to look that up. Yeah. Um, CC Adam Lynn on that. Yeah. Um, number seven, I'm sticking with offensive line you could argue this guy could be much higher but i'm going johnny wilson at center i think you know of all the great teams over the years that the position that probably gets overlooked the most is center i mean grant garner was the offensive lineman of the year in the big 12 on that big 12 championship team Uh, andrew lewis was a really good center uh brad lumblade going down the list i think johnny wilson's crucial to this offensive line who do you have at six oh i'm still going on that's right uh, number six, I have Matt Amendola. Uh, you mentioned it. I think he was the difference in winning and losing some games. You go to Bedlam last year. If he makes an extra point, uh, they don't have to go for two. Uh, makes, I, think I might have missed a field goal in that game as well. That's the difference in the game. So if they're going to win you know, eight, nine, ten games this year, they need a big year out of Matt Amendola. And, it, and he was good for a large stretch of last year. Remember that streak he went on where he didn't miss? I think it's just it's kind of a confidence issue with him, just like most kickers. But... He kind of reminds me of you, Kyle. He's really long off the tee, but doesn't always know where it's going. He's got a big leg. <laughs> like you hit it a long way, but sometimes you get a little, little sideways. His uh, his guns are a little bigger than mine are. Um, Better hair too. Yeah, for sure. 
Dylan Galloway had five has five career starts, and they were all uh, in 2018. Okay, so he's played a little, but not a ton. Um, I, Oklahoma State doesn't have a ton of returning like experience on offense. Marcus Keys has 37 starts. Johnny Wilson's got 22. Tevin Jenkins 16, and then the next uh, most are Tylen and Dylan Stoner with 13 each. And then you go down to Jelani with seven. Um, okay. I've got, and I, I went a little different direction than than maybe you did here, but I've got Sean Gleason at number six. Oh, I, I didn't know we were doing coaches. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, you don't have to. You can do, do players. Okay. Um, I think that he's going to be really good. I think that... It it is funny because you you know the the phrase like you never want to be the guy that follows the legend, like mm-hmm. you want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows the legend. You do want to be the guy that follows Mike Yersich, <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Oklahoma State world. Uh, I, for whatever reason, he just got pounded on for five years, five straight years, six straight years, however long he was there. And I think that I think Gleason's offense is going to perform at basically the same level, but he's going to get a lot more praise than Yersich ever got. And uh, I think he, I, I, I mean, you know, for Oklahoma State to win, obviously, as we've seen over the last decade, they got to be great on offense. So I, he, he's up there for me. I think he's going to be really good. And I don't know. I just, I have a hard time seeing Sean Gleason not wanting to play Spencer Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, We're already going back to it. Well, I mean, just his reputation's on the line here. He wants to play the best quarterback, not necessarily the one that's the most steady. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, hey, but well, again, I'm not at, I'm not at practice. Drew Brown must be lighting it up. I don't know. Uh, number that, five. That was number five for you? No, that was six. At uh, number five, I've yep. got uh, I've got Tylen. Whoa. Yeah. Well. Five. I've got, yeah, I've got coaches up here. Oh well, that's. We got different lists then. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, Tylen at five. I think he's, I think he's just automatic. I think he's another twelve hundred yard, twelve TD season. Some, you know, somewhere in that range. And uh, you know, it's gonna be different though with him doing it a, a, the entire season as the guy. Uh, he didn't come into last year. I mean, I think, I think OSU knew he was coming into last year as the guy, but other teams didn't, and they figured it out halfway through. And he was still awesome. Had his best games against OU in Texas. And I think West Virginia. But, uh, yeah, he's number five for me. Spoiler alert, I have Tylen Wallace way higher. Who's your five? Uh, five, I got Rodarius Williams at corner. And you play in the Big 12, you're going to have to finish a ton of passes. And I think he's, you know, he he hasn't been beat up as much as Mike Yersich, but he's, he's, you know, been criticized a lot at the corner position. But I think he's turned into a really good player. I think him... At five is, is key to the season, and at four, I'm going to the other side. I'm going A.J. Green. I mean, to me, they make up probably the best tandem of corners in the entire Big 12. I mean, I show me a better tandem than that. And they've played a ton of football. And just, as I said, Kyle, in the Big 12, you got to defend a ton of passes. And if they both have big years, so will that defense. And that will only help the you know, the defensive line, the pass rush, if they can lock guys up. So I'm going with those two corners at four and five. I like that. Those are good. I've got Chuba at four. Uh, I think he's special. I think he, I, we we did predictions. I'm a, we're, I'm gonna roll through mine in, in just a minute, but 
I was tempted to put some silly numbers down for what I think he's going to do this year. Uh, I didn't do it. I, I re- refrained. I, I showed some self-restraint, but <laughs> I think that he's going to be unbelievable, and I'm really excited to watch it. Uh, number three, I got Drew Brown. Spencer Sanders not in my top ten. Drew Brown is. <laughs> and uh, I think that I think he's going to be, you know, I, I I think you look back at last year and, and it's like, Taylor Cornelius didn't have to be unbelievable. I mean, they've got so much talent in Tylen and Jelani and Chuba and uh, Dylan Stoner and CJ Moore and all these guys. It's like, you don't have to be, you know, Kyler Murray. Like, you can just be like, you know, a, a seven out of 10 and Oklahoma state can go out and win eight or nine games. And I, and I think that, I think that's probably what they're going to get out of him. So he's, he's my number three. My number three is Spencer Sanders. Wow. <laughs> okay. He's not, he's not the, he didn't have the career that Kyler Murray did in high school, but he's similar. He's very similar in terms of talent. And I just, to me, if OSU is going to reach their ceiling, I think he's the quarterback. That's just how I feel. You're right, though. Taylor Cornelius could be a game manager, and they could win a lot of football games. Uh, he didn't play as well, and that's when the offense struggled. But Drew yeah. Brown could definitely be a guy who just gets the ball to playmakers, and perhaps that's why that um, OSU would would go with him. I just think I think Spencer Sanders is far more important than that. I think he he deserves to be in the top ten. I got him at number three. Yeah, that's fair. I. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how they use both of them in the run game. I think they're going to run both of them a lot. And I think that they feel more comfortable doing it than they did with Cornelius last year because they were so scared to get him. I mean, they did run him a lot because they had to, because it worked, but they were so, they seemed so scared to get him hurt that I just, I think they're going to be able to do it more with these two this year. And it's, I think it's going to work. I think they're both really good runners. And I think that's going to, I mean, I, Sean Gleason running that offense with two guys that can run it a little bit, I think is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see what he can do. I'm, I'm really intrigued just the things that, that Gleason will bring to the table. And, and it is going to be kind of a fresh start from your switch, even though they're going to be running most of the, the Oklahoma state playbook. Yeah. Uh, uh, number, so you're, you're top number two, two or yeah. I'm doing both. Yeah. J- yeah. Go ahead and do both. Uh, two, I got Chuba. I mean, I think he's probably the best back in the big 12. I think he's poised for just an absolutely monster season, and uh, how they manage him, his uh, load management, if you will, will be will be interesting to see. But I think in the passing game, obviously, with the running game between the tackles, he can do it all. So, I think he's, you could argue, he's the best player on the team besides Tywin Wallace, and that's who I have number one. I think Tywin Wallace is already amongst one of the best to ever play at OSU, and I think losing, he's number one on my list because losing him to me would be very similar to 2009 when they lost Dez and that offense really just yeah. couldn't find its own way. Now you have more, you have more talent th- this year than you did in 09. I mean, but that 09 team, I believe was Kendall Hunter hurt most of that year too. I think they didn't have Kendall or Dez. So it'd be like losing Chuba and Tywin. But my point is in the passing game, losing Tywin to me would be a lot like losing Dez. That's why he's won. Yeah. I've, I went a different direction. I've got Mike Gundy at two. And Jim Knowles at, at number one. I, I think, you know, Gundy's talked about it all year. Like, a lot of OSU's failures last year were on him, and uh, he's admitted that. And uh, they gotta they got to be better. they got to be more disciplined. I mean, all the stuff that we've heard. Uh, and, you know, we'll see. Uh, who knows? 
how it's going to go down. But yeah, I mean, look at look at last year, Kyle. Like when they when they played a big time team like Texas or Oklahoma, they were good because they knew they had to be. I think Gundy, you know, Gundy his himself said he didn't do as good a job as you mentioned. Perhaps he he himself took those teams he usually beats up on for granted. He always beats Texas Tech. So maybe it just trickled down to the whole team. So I don't know. I think you're you're definitely right about having Gundy up there. Yeah. And I think I think whoever's QB1, I, I just and I'm I, look, I've never played college football. I didn't play high school football. So whatever. But I think that having a dynamic personality at QB1, I just think it matters. Like and maybe I'm maybe that's like way off and I'm a moron and you can people can tell me that whatever, but I think that both of these guys are more dynamic personalities as leaders of the team than Taylor Cornelius was and that's not that doesn't mean he's a bad player doesn't mean he's a bad guy doesn't mean any of that I just think that that stuff matters and uh, I think it especially matters when you got to have you know a t- like a couple TDs late against Kansas State. Like I just, I, it just does. And so, yeah, he's, uh, Gundy's number two. And then, uh, Jim Knowles is my number one. I, they just have to be better on defense. I mean, they were, they were, they were as bad last year on defense from a points per drive perspective as they've been in the last decade or worse than they've been in the last decade. I think it was their worst points per drive since like, Oh, seven or Oh eight, something like that. Um, so you got to figure it out because you can't keep, you can't waste these like awesome offensive years and go six and six. And you know, that's not all on him. Like they, they were, they were up and down on offense. They weren't consistently great, but uh, their defense has to pick them up when the offense is, is struggling a little bit. Got to be better. You think Glenn Spencer lit up a cigar when he saw that stat? He just pulls up. He just he just searches points per drive on pistols firing and just yeah lights one Light, up lights a stogie. Like uh, but back to your back to your point about personality. I mean, Kyler Murray's not a dynamic personality. He's just a really good quarterback. So okay. I don't yeah I don't think that's required. I I do think it I do agree with you though. I think it can help. I think it it always helps to have a dynamic personality quarterback. But I'm just saying, if you're an awesome quarterback, you don't that doesn't raw rawness doesn't get you you know a tight throw on third and 13 to sure. the corner you know yeah so i yes i totally agree i i just think all things considered like if if everything's equal like i'd right. rather have i'd rather have the personality that's fair so okay uh we are going to do we're going to run through my predictions at the very end because we got to get to some uniform stuff let's get to this week's uniform prediction carson brought to you by chris's university spirit your one-stop cowboy shop on campus corner and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Carson, the floor is yours. Well, I would love, love, love for them to come out with the interlocking OS baseball logo on the helmet. Just, <laughs> just, just flex all over Oregon State and be like, you guys stole our logo. It's ours. This is what it's supposed to look like and step off. That's what I would love to see. But uh, be, I'm going to go. That would, that would be unbelievable. Wouldn't that be great? But I do, I do think they're going to flex on him as being the real OSU and wearing black and orange. So I'm going to go the matte black helmet with the with the brand on it, uh, white jersey, black pants. You know, with the and then obviously the, 
I guess the jersey has black numbers, not orange. So not much orange, but I think they're going to go black, white, black. That's my prediction. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go. So do you remember the helmet they wore against TCU last year? Vaguely. It's, it's, it's a white helmet and it's got uh, the black stripe down the middle with two small orange stripes and the, and the brand on the side. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm going with that helmet. So the TCU helmet from last year. Uh, obviously white jerseys and then orange pants. Love it. We haven't seen yeah. that yet. It would be sweet. It would be awesome. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how the colors are going. I don't know what Oregon State's going to do. I don't. Maybe they've already announced what, what they're doing. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. A new uni season. I think we're definitely going to get some, some new combos and uh, should should be fun. They didn't wear the orange pants enough last year, so I would love they, to see they that. They never do. They should wear them every game. I'm looking at Oregon State's uh, Twitter account. Yeah. And it looks like they're just copying OSU's uniforms nowadays. <laughs> like straight up, like, okay. What's, I don't know what, what, I don't know what they're wearing, but it's going to look Oregon? like an inter-squad scrimmage though. What's Oregon doing this year? I, I saw you tweeting about this. They just got, they got new unis. I mean, they're just, they're slick. They're a little more simple, but they're slick. Yeah. They, they, they're getting a little out of their world at times. Yeah, and just when you're not as good, they're not as cool, I guess. But they uh, they kind of have these like weird kind of sheeny numbers now that look really cool. They just okay. look state-of-the-art. You have to just go to their – I can't even describe it, but they look good. They're going to look awesome against Auburn. I don't, I don't like Oregon State's uniforms. I don't either. They look like um, knockoff OSU uniforms, like, Oklahoma State. Like the off-brand Oklahoma State uniform? Yeah. They're like, um, they're like, uh, you know, you go to Walmart and there's like fake Nike like stuff. Fake Oreos? Fake, well, no, I wouldn't go, I'll go with clothing. Okay. Like, uh, they're like, they should wear like champion brand. Like Tony Romo should, should be a, a spokesperson. Starter. They should yeah. be, they should wear starter uniforms. <laughs> But they're Nike too. Isn't that weird that like Oregon's team Nike and yet Oregon State wears Nike as well? Yeah. That's interesting. Should, I guess I guess Oklahoma and Oklahoma State do too, but whatever. They should just go f- But isn't isn't Nike like in like isn't there an, a huge Nike thing in Corvallis or something? It's in Eugene where the University of Oregon is. Yeah, but I thought there was something big in Corvallis as well. I don't think there's anything in Corvallis, but I don't I never I never been there. I don't read it. <laughs> yeah, I don't read it. Okay. Uh, do we get Southwell? Do we have Southwell's uni prediction? No, he hasn't. He he's waiting. He's cheating. He's waiting to hear ours, and then he's gonna make his own. He slow plays it. Yeah, which is what I always do uh, on this on this podcast. I always make you go first. I got a yep. question. I got a question. Uh, this is from James, who reads the site, loyal listener, follower. He said I was watching highlights from OSU Texas last year. And I had a hypothetical question for you and Carson. If given the option, would you rather here are the two options, keep OSU's current football uniforms and have a different combo every game, or this is the second option, have the 88 homecoming throwback uniforms as the home uniform for every game. He said, I love OSU's current uniforms, but I think I'd be all in if OSU made the homecoming throwbacks, the standard uniform. Plus I feel like having a standard traditional uniform is a prerequisite for becoming a blue blood program. No, I think the I think the the changing of the uniforms has put OSU on the map 
so to speak. I mean, they're always in those countdowns and stuff on Twitter. And it that would rob you of being all black because you can only wear the white jersey uh, on the road. So I, I like the, the different combinations. Look, they got great color combinations with orange and black and white. And I remember back when they wore just white, orange, white every home game, I was just pleading for them to put some black on the uniforms because like every team in the country wants to wear black uniforms and it's not their school color. OSU has that has that right. Well, they can yeah. just they can run it out there. So I, I just I love the throwback once once a year. That that now that should be the throwback almost every year. But um I would I would say no. Um Yeah, I I agree. I, I'm I I like changing it. I think it keeps it fun. It it almost becomes a little I don't know, boring if you just go with one uniform, but uh that's a good email. I appreciated that question. I thought it was a good one. Well, I like it too because I pulled up some video for our pregame show the other day from the Texas game and just those 88 throwbacks just pop off the screen. I mean, they really do. They they were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're so good. Even under the like, lights, man, so they looked awesome. We're always using like, obviously like we use photos from the year before that Jackson, our photographer took and, I always go to those because they're my favorite. Like, <laughs> like if I'm doing a preview of, you know, the running backs or whatever for, for 2019, I go find Chuba from the Texas game. Cause it's, they're the, they're the best photos. Like it's not even close. Uh, okay. Let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's university spirit. Carson, we're going to come back and we're going to wrap this thing up. We, we're going to skip one interesting thing. We're going to do – I'm going to roll through these predictions that we're going to have up on the site. I'm going to give you mine and, uh, and get your thoughts on, uh, you know, what an idiot I am. So let's hear from Chris's, and we'll be right back. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, you ready to roll through this? You can throw in some of yours if you want to, by the way. Okay. Offensive MVP. I went with Tylen Wallace. I would agree with that. He's the best player on the whole team, so yep. I'm, I'm not going to disagree. I wrote, I'll go with the best football player on the team, Tylen Wallace. There you uh, go. Okay, defensive MVP. I went off the board here because I'm intrigued by this guy, and I need to work him into my – well, he's he's in my top 20. Uh, can I guess? Yeah. Colby Peel. No, that's who Boone picked, and I didn't want to go the same as Boone. I went Tyler Lacey. Hmm. So why, defensive, why is that? Well, it, here's why. So Gundy talked about him recently at a press conference, and he said, look, Tyler Lacey like, slept through his entire freshman year, which was last year. And I'm <laughs> like, wow, that sounds like something that Gundy is just – that's the kind of stuff that he hates, right? So I'm like, if he's – if he got a starting job after that, like his talent must be just off the charts. Like if like he, he must be so good that Gundy's like, I, I can't not play him even though he just, 
even though I just like didn't like him at all his freshman year. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I have no idea. We haven't seen him play. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman and he's going to be on a completely revamped defensive line, but it's a defensive line that has some talent, you know, Israel Antoine coming from Colorado. He actually didn't earn a starting spot. So I think you could build a case that it's like kind of a sneaky deep defense defensive line. And uh, I'm just throwing Tyler Lacey out there as, as one of the most talented guys. Interesting. Yeah. I like that pick. Okay. Um, let's see here. Who starts the most games at quarterback? Obviously, I said Drew Brown. Uh, yards and touchdowns for each quarterback. I said Brown will throw for 3,021 touchdowns. That's it? Yeah, that's not very many. I, I might need to – I might need to – to bump that up that tells me that spencer sanders is the quarterback by the end of the year. <laughs> i mean how many did uh that, that would be the fewest osu quarterbacks thrown since i don't even know when uh let's see here i mean cornelius threw 32 last year okay well yeah but he played every game yeah so true. maybe 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 25 i just i i think they're i think they're gonna run it a, a lot this year yeah, I could see that too. Okay, so I'll get you know I'll Gundy get... wants to. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so yards and touchdowns for Chuba. I said I'm I'm tempted to say something silly, but I'll go 1,313 TDs. That seems like the the peak to me. Any more than that, he's going to New York. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what, are you ready for this? Kyle Boone. I don't said, know. I don't know. Kyle Boone said 1620 and 17 touchdowns. Wow. It's aggressive. Yeah. I mean, you got to flirt with two thousand to get to New York. I guess it's become just such a quarterback award, but that would be that would be flirting with Heisman territory for sure. Yes. Uh, okay. Yards and touchdowns for Tylen. I said twelve hundred and eleven TDs. I think he had fourteen hundred last year. I think he takes a step back, or maybe there's a one game injury, or so. I you know, I'm just kind of betting on like him not being as good as he was for every single game in 2019. Do you think Texas will run that formation they ran against James Washington where they put a safety like 50 yards back? <laughs> that, that was unbelievable. And it worked. It worked. It did work. Oh, she did nothing in that game. They scored the 10 points. Overtime. Or 13 yeah. points. Crazy. Uh, okay. Who's OSU's second leading receiver? Interesting question here. Good job, Kyle Cox. Uh, obvious, the obvious answer is Dylan Stoner. I put CJ Moore. And... I don't know if that's how it's going to play out. He's not even listed as the, the actual starter, but I just think he's special. And I think that guys like that uh, figure out a way to get on the field, get touches and, and, uh, and rack up big games. So I'll go CJ Moore. I'll go stoner, but I'm, I'm very intrigued by the transfer. Um, McCray. Jordan, yeah. Jordan McCray. Uh, I would, I would have him circled besides, besides stoner. That's kind of who I have my eyes on. Uh, freshman of the year. You ready for this one? Freshman of the year. Let me guess. I'm going to go Trace Ford. Yeah. That's who I, I like. I think he's special. I think he's. I, I think would he's, agree. I think he's going to be awesome. I think he's going to play a lot this year. Marshall Scott went to Langston Anderson. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. He's getting a lot of buzz. Yeah, he is. Uh, okay. So, uh, leader in tackles. I don't think Bundage will be on the field enough since no. he's not since he's not starting. So I went um, 
God, you're going to have to help me with his name. Amen. Ogbong Bamiga. <laughs> I have no idea. I should call him Amen. Yeah. Amen. I put a I put the the praying emoji next to it. I that's what we should just do. Just replace his last name with the praying emoji. Why'd you go with him? Well, he's the starter at, at linebacker. Did he play much last year? Uh toward the end, yeah. I would go Malcolm Rodriguez. He's playing middle linebacker. Yeah, that's who um somebody else picked him. I think Marshall Scott picked him. I think he's more proven. He's playing a a place where you're gonna rack up a, a bajillion tackles. He he'll probably have over hundred tackles this year. Yeah. Uh, sacks leader. I went Tyler Lacey. I'm just, I'm all in. I've never seen him play. Don't watch it. Don't read it. Uh, interceptions leader, AJ green. Yep. I, I, it felt like he had like 10 opportunities for interceptions last year and either like got turned around or dropped a couple or it, it feels like he could have like a lot of interceptions in, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll go, we already talked about the QBs. That was my surprise of the year is that Sanders doesn't play as everybody thinks he will. Um, big 12 record. Here's where I want you to weigh in big 12 record. I have six and three and they finished fourth in the big 12. Okay. So nine win season. And then overall I have nine and four and, uh, yeah, they, they who do you, play. Who do you have them losing to? I have them losing to uh hold on, let me pull up the schedule. What 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 was your number? Oh, I hadn't done an official number yet. But I think they're gonna win nine games. That's kind of the number I'm falling on. I think I think they lose Texas. I think they lose um OU. Yep. And then I think they lose two of like the Tech, Baylor, Iowa State, West Virginia. Yeah, I think I think they beat Baylor at home and lose at Iowa State. That's I think they're gonna go nine and three. Oh, so you got nine and three. I got see I got eight and four regular wait, does oh. that add up? Does that add up? Eight and four, yeah. Yeah, but that would mean No, that doesn't add up. Wait, regular yeah, season is eight and four. Yeah. I'm so going I, nine and three. So I think they lose. O, I think they lose OU and Texas, and then one of uh, Tech, Baylor, Iowa State, West Virginia. Well, and I I'm factoring in. You just go through Mike Gundy's history. When they have a seven win season, they always bounce back. They win nine, ten games virtually every single time they've done it. So I just I'm counting on a bounce back year. Gundy has admitted some faults from last year, and I just think they're talented. I think they they played with the big boys last year. Yeah, they they gave they gave OU all they wanted in Norman. They they beat Texas. So I mean they they've proven they can hang with the the big dogs in the league. I just think they'll they'll be a little more focused and and ready this year. And then I've got them playing uh, and losing to uh, <laughs> you'll like this. I called it the Carson Cunningham Bowl. Uh, playing and losing to Florida State in the Camping World Bowl. <laughs> uh, I've already had to go through that once. Don't make me go through that again. <laughs> Remember they opened with Florida State. <laughs> Yeah, when a bowl game, the bowl game's like ah, whatever. You know, it's, it's the it's, camping world bowl. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like eh, okay. Well, in Florida State was it was like the worst time ever. Florida State was coming off the national championship year. Yeah, yeah and they were bad. national championship contenders again. It's like, well, if she beats them, they're done. I don't know who I'm who I'm going for here. 
And J.W. Walsh almost took down Jameis Winston in Jerry World. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, let's roll through the schedule real quick, and then we'll be done. Uh, at Oregon State, win? Yes. At McNeese State at home, win? Yes. At Tulsa, win? Win. At Texas? Loss. It's a loss. Yeah. I mean, if you win that game, then all of a sudden you're like, you're in the Big 12 title race because they never win their Big 12 opener. And, you know, even if Texas loses to LSU, like that's a game that they're going to be, that, that they should win at home. Yep. Oh, she's won five in a row in Austin. Can they make it six? I know. I say no. Uh, Kansas State at home. Win? Win. That's a win. At Tech. Dicey, but win. Uh, that's a tough one. I, I, uh, tech lost a lot, man. I know they got Bowman back at quarterback, but they lost their coach who ran that offense, which just destroyed OSU and Stillwater. And they lost uh, big time receivers as well. So I think OSU, yeah, I think OSU's infrastructure is better. Baylor at home homecoming. This is a game my Gundy wins over his tenure. I say win. Yeah, I do too. At Iowa state, October 26th. I'm bullish on Iowa State. I think they're playing for the Big 12 title in, in Jerry World. I say, oh, she loses. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're kind of just we're go, we're go, we're kind of going chalk here. I I I'm not bullish on Iowa State. Like, win nine games. I've said that before. Like, <laughs> have a nine win season, and then we can talk. That's uh, fair. But they're they're tough up there. I wish you shouldn't have beat them the last two times they were there. No. Uh, I'll get a loss also. Uh, TCU at home, win? Win. Kansas at home, win? That's a, that's a sneaky game they could lose, though. And it's not even sneaky. I mean, it's Gary Patterson and TCU, but I'll, I'll say win just because they're at home. Kansas win. At West Virginia? Les Miles coming back to Stillwater. That'll be fun. That'll be sick. <laughs> at West Virginia, I think West Virginia is going to take a big step back this year. I'll say it's a win for OSU. Yeah, I agree. And then OU at home, November 30th. Can't pick OSU to win that game. No, you're just, you're, it. yeah, you're swimming upstream if that's your pick. Yep. Hate to say it. So you got them going eight and four. I got them going nine and three. No, I've got, I've got, I got nine and three also. Okay. And then talk you into it. And then lose the, the bowl game to go nine and four overall. Yeah, we went chalk. I could see them losing to TCU at home. I could see them losing at Tech. At Tech, the Baylor game at home will be will be tough. So well, I just I don't know what to. I, last year's throwing me off because the 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 way that we just rolled through the schedule is how a Gundy team would normally handle the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they would beat the the down West Virginia team and the TCU team at home and the bad Kansas State team. But then last year, it's like they did the opposite of all those things, and so I, I don't I don't know what to do with that reality. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. the te- The Texas game is massive. Like it is. It's not only is it you know first Big Twelve game, but it's Texas. It's going to be a big deal. It could be Spencer Sanders. Um, I'm already excited about that, even though they haven't played a single snap. Yep. Uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? That's it, man. We've made it. We made it through we, the dog days of summer. We did. Get your Hoboken ready, and uh, we will talk 
at some point this weekend. We'll have something up hopefully on like Sunday-ish uh, for the beginning of next week for people to uh, to listen to. So, um, yeah, we're still looking for a sponsor. If you've made it to the end of this, we have a few few irons in the fire, but uh, we're always looking uh, to to have put your put your name, put your put your company, whatever you want to put on here. Uh, you can, you can put on here. So reach out to us, pistols, firing blog at gmail.com. And, uh, we'll get back to you. Carson, enjoy the uh, first game of the season. You too, man. We'll talk to you later. Okay. See you.